Tanya here with Helen Tarrant, and I'm actually going to do the third part of our Uplift uh, project or properties. Uh, so we've done part one, part two a couple of weeks ago. Then I've been on the road with my team for the last couple of weeks. So you've had some inspection videos and now I'm back home in the office. Now I'm going to take you through part three of a Uplift property. Now this little property is a little bit different because it's more of a long-term place. So it's not an immediate flip. It is for the type of person who is looking for a property that they can tweak in the short term and then hold out for the long term to maybe a knockdown and rebuild. So it, you need to have time in the market for the market to mature a little bit for the, the value of the property to grow, but also for the rents to rise in the area to gentrify as well. So this is a little bit of a different play to the previous ones I've been talking about. And um, I've got... Um, I've got Stephen joining us here, and uh, he is, uh, yeah, some of you may have seen Hello. him on our previous videos. Uh, so he is actually going to help out and actually give us his expertise on the building part of the business uh, so that we can give you more of a fuller picture of how uh, you would look at this pic uh, this property from a building point of view. So it's all about when you are looking at a journey or a property together, that is, there is multifaceted and the property is it ever a deal, is ever evolving, which means that, you know, you might start out with a property that have, um, you know, two, three, four vacancies or the property could be run down. And during the, pro during the time you negotiate or you're in due diligence, you end up doing a lot more work on the property. And then ultimately you come out with an action plan especially for these uplift properties it's not going to you're not going to be able to do it immediately but you have a national plan so this property i'm actually going to show you it's not this background behind me but um it is a property in ipswich uh it is actually purchased on the lower end it was advertised for six hundred fifty nine thousand dollars, and we got it for six hundred thousand for our client uh they're a young couple who bought this property and uh, we're walking actually their first commercial property uh and we're actually walking them through the the process of uh, uplifting this process this project so um i'm going to hand this over to Stephen, who's going to show you for the the im uh, and uh, and a little bit about the area and also then what is the long-term building view on this property. So, so take it away. All righty. So as Helen said, today is an um, unusual property in that it's a longer-term play rather than a, a direct uplift. So to actually make this <clears throat> particular property work, we need to do a few tweaks initially and then with the aim of basically sitting back, enjoying collecting the rent for, say, 10 years, and then you get the pleasure of knocking it down and getting it out of the way so that we can build something new and exciting. That, in a nutshell, is the play. Um, now, a lot of people don't, you know, feel comfortable buying something with the aim of knocking it down, but frankly, it's just a block of dirt that'll pay you income until you decide what you're really going to do with it. So as we look through the, um, the IM, we'll, I'll go over some of the bits and pieces, show you where it is. Um, and make sure that it all makes sense for you, and then we can yep. um, we can go through and explain it in more detail. So, well, one of the things that I wanted you guys to consider is a lot of people buy residential for land banking. So they go out and they buy a piece of land in the Greenfield area, or they buy a bit of land on Fringe or in different suburbs, and they bank uh, on that for several years, not having a return that property well when you do a long-term play in the commercial space treat it as if it's land banking as if it's the same you're going in with the same mindset but looking at it as land banking but with an income so it actually yeah. has that added value to it 
Yeah, like eight or nine percent holding income, which in resi world, unless you've got a meth lab, is pretty unusual. So, <laughs> ballpark either. So this is Ipswich up in um, Queensland. So that's inland from Brisbane a little bit, and Eastern Heights Grange Road. This is our property here. Is just a little bit out from Ipswich CBD. So <clears throat> this gives us a better idea of the location. So. We've, we're just across the road from the service station and just up the road from the medical precinct. So that puts us into a reasonably good area. And there is also um, some new units built just to the left-hand side of the screen there, which we can't really see. But the area is up and coming, or as Helen calls it, gentrifying. I think that's too fancy a word, so I just use the word getting fancier, or the term getting fancier. So this is what you'd be buying. We've got three shops. Now, shops two and three have got tenants in them. Shop three's got a fish shop, a fish and chip shop. Shop two's got a hairdresser, and shop one is empty. Now, in the back, um, there's a kitchen and storeroom, which looks like it escaped out of the 70s, pretty much untouched. Um, there's a bathroom over here on the top right, and a storage room, which is actually another bathroom, but it's so full of junk that they're calling it a storage room. So that's what it looks like from the air. So you can tell it's got a reasonably good roof. Car, a fair bit of parking. It's right on the corner. There's a fair bit of space. Um, there's an outdoor seating area here, which could be uh, reconfigured and rejigged a little bit for the takeaway. And it's, you know, it's just in a good location, and that's what it looks like from across the road. Now, this property is not something you're <coughs> ever going to get excited about in terms of its physical looks, right? It, um, it's a little bit like me. It's past its prime and needs a makeover. So I think if we, um, if we look at it for what it is and understand what the longer-term play is, it'll all make sense. Now, we're, we're talking a 10-year play here. Now, again, any of you guys know that if you're talking to someone who's lived in the area for 40 or 50 years, they'll always say to you, oh, when I was your age, I could have bought that property for, and it's always around about one-tenth of what it is now. And I always ask, well, why didn't you buy it? <laughs> and the answer is, well, I didn't have that much money back then. So the aim of this prop property is we buy it, we hold it for 10 years, and then at the end of that 10-year period, we were getting towards the end of that 10-year period, we put a DA into council with the aim of redeveloping it with perhaps some new shops on the bottom and <coughs> perhaps some apartments on the top. And, <coughs> excuse me, there is enough um, parking in this area to be able to do that, fit that in, and I think this could be a, a really good long-term play. Okay? Now... The next thing that we're going to do is have a look at some photos. Um, and this will we give love us... Photos. Sorry? We love photos. We do. If a picture tells a thousand words, you're about to get 56,000 words. All so, right. again, when you look at the photos, um, you know that when you do an uplift property, one of the major things that most people mistakenly think about an uplift property is that they want the, the tidy, neat, set-and-forget property wrapped up into an uplift it doesn't work that way when you get an uplift property this is what the property looks like it is it is not going to be in the best shape it's not going to be the neatest property it's not going to be the best fit out 
But remember, if you're looking at this as a long-term play and then you're getting income, you do what you can with this property in the future, it's going to be a knockdown and, and build, then uh, that is a different mindset you're going into the deal compared to. I just want the perfect thing that's wrapped up uh, and put in the box with a bow on top. Yeah, well, you know, you can have that, but you can't get an uplift after 10 years and you can't get, you know, no maintenance. You, you can, you know, you get to pick one of them. So, you know, one of the first things you'll see from this photo is it's a reasonably flat block of dirt. It doesn't fall very much, which is good for future development. Um, it's just next door to the pharmacy and some other bits and pieces. That's the fish and chip shop. Um, it's nothing terribly glamorous, but it's been there for a long time and it keeps paying the rent week after week. I have no idea what that is, but let's move that on. Is a, no, it is a frog that has a coin and it's giving coins to the little, it's a good luck sign. Excellent. Um, all right. Excellent. So you can tell by this, you look at this property, it's a little bit, it's a lot old, it's a lot tired, and it needs a lot of work, but we're not going to do that work to it. We're going to keep, we're going to do enough cosmetic work to keep it going, which in this case is probably going to be $70,000 or $80,000. We're going to keep it for 10 years, get the other shop rented out. Once we get the other shop rented out, it'll give us a little bit over 8%. Now, I don't know about many places where you can get an 8% holding income um, for the next 10 years whilst you do, you're waiting to do your development. It's a great long-term double play. Right? Keep going through, back of the fish and chip shop, deep fryers, which were cleaned in 1976, storeroom, 1977. Right? It's just, you know... The fish and chip shop. Now, this is not the fish and chip shop anymore. This is the hairdressers. You can tell that because there's no fish and chip stuff anymore. Sorry, I must be tired. Even the jokes aren't funny today. So, hairdressers been there for a long time. Saturday mornings, busy as they've got their own um, washing facilities in the back. Yeah. Again, it's nicely prepared, nicely set up. This part will happily be rented out for the next 10 years. The floor's been done not too long ago, and it's just a nice part of the world. Now, this is where it gets interesting. This is the empty shop, shop one, if you remember that first diagram we looked at. Now, it needs a bit of work to be able to be rented out. It needs a paint job. It needs some lights changed. There's a kitchen out the back that needs replacing. Um, on the back of that white wall, is, you know, ugly 1970s fake timber panelling. Um, you know, there's brick walls. There's, you know, it's just a fairly amateur hour looking property. That's out the back. So they're the two bathrooms I talked about before. And again, you know, the property's had a little bit of work done to it over the years, but just enough really to keep it going. And I think that's as much as we can expect. That's the grease trap. Um, that's one of the storerooms, which was a bathroom, and we just keep going and going and going. Now, we can look through all of that and sort of say, well, geez, this building's old and tired. But again, we're getting, once we get that last place rented out, we're getting 8%. Now, 8% for a hold is huge. And if you think about this building play as a long term, what's it going to be worth in 10 years' time? probably roughly double what it is now, maybe 80 90% more than what it is now. So if we say, okay, we're going to get the holding income for that time, 
By the time it gets to year nine and 10, we start doing some research. We put a DA into council, we organise building quotes and we get prepared to knock it down. That is the longer term play. Now, you might be saying, well, why don't you just renovate it? Well, one of the things that came up when we did the building and pest inspection on this is that there are issues with the footings, there are issues with the concrete slabs, and there is some cracks in the brickwork in the back of the building. Now, it's been there for probably 40-odd years, and those cracks have developed at some time over that 40 years. They haven't developed recently because there's, you know, one of the, one of the tricks is you have a look inside the crack, and there's actually dust inside the crack. So that hasn't happened in the last few years anyway. So, the, and also the concrete slab on the floor, when they built it, they didn't do the footings terribly well. It's on a clay soil, and over time it's going to move a little bit. So we're certainly not going to be building another story on top of that. And we got quotes in to repair the concrete floor, which were about $100,000, and we're not going to be doing that either because by the time you spend 100000 on that, 300000 tidying that up and something else, you're at the point where you've spent more than what the building is worth to knock it down and rebuild it, and it probably still won't have strong enough footings to put another level or two on top of it anyway. So what we're doing with this is we're taking an educated guess that the building has only moved a certain amount, which is probably 10 millimetres over 40 years, now, if you read the building and pest inspection, it's all doom and gloom and it's telling you that the world's ending and the floor's cracked and the, it's all moved. It's not as bad as it sounds. If a building has moved 10 millimetres, which is about the thickness of your finger, over 40 years, you, you, you could take an educated guess that unless something really bizarre happens, it's not going to do much more over the next 10 years. Yeah. So what we've said with this particular property is, okay, we're going to tidy it up and make it look prettier to attract a tenant. That's what we've got to do. We've got to get a tenant in there who's going to walk in and fill it up and pay, I think it's about sixteen or $17,000 per year rent, which is just over $300 a week. Um, we want them in there for the next 10 years so that they're paying all of the, um, you know, not, not just outgoings, but we're also getting a good holding income and people are, you know, these people who have bought this particular property can start to bank some money so that when, you know, they can pay down the mortgage or they can have the money sitting there ready that in 10 years' time they can demolish and rebuild. Um, And again, once you get to them, the options are many and and varied. You can strata it, you can sell off the resi and keep the commercial, you can sell the whole thing in one line. There's lots of stuff you could do in 10 years' time. But the key here is to get really good holding income for 10 years accept and acknowledge the fact that over that 10 years, there's going to be some more cracks in the building. It's just par for the course. But it is a steel frame that holds up the roof, so we're pretty sure that the thing won't fall down. As I said, 10 millimetres in 40 years is not a lot. So it's an educated guess that in 10 years it's going to be okay, and then we do the redevelop. That, in a nutshell, is the play. Yeah, so there is many and varied. So the whole point of this video is to actually explain to you there's actually many and varied uh, strategies and basically deals out there for commercial property. And whether you become a seasoned investor or whether you're just starting out in your journey, there's actually a strategy for you. And that strategy is actually blended based on what you need. Now, something like this will require someone who has and tolerate a little bit of risk, 
someone who can tolerate the fact that they're not getting a perfect building, the building's bought as is, so you're not going to be able to go back to the vendor and say, hey, you know, I want another 50 grand off for this, this and this. You, you, you have one negotiation, which is why we end up with 600 and, you know, it was advertised at 659 and we end up with one negotiation. That's the deal we ended up with. We do all the DD and we work out exactly how much it, it costs and then we work through what needs to be done to make the property tenable for that last tenant and that's really the sole and only focus at the moment for probably the next three to six months is getting that tenancy up to scratch so it can be tenanted out then the property has reached its full potential at that point as is you know you're going to be doing some stuff there's probably some grease traps you know to be serviced and tidied up and there's probably bits and pieces on that old building that needed to be done but ultimately then you hold that property at you know just above eight percent because by the time that's tenanted, uh, it's going to be sitting close to eight and a half, sitting between eight to eight and a half percent. Now, that in an area, Ipswich, which is 30 minutes from Brisbane CBD, and a lot of that area, the population is migrating out, is a great yield because somewhere around there is now selling between around that maximum at seven, most of them are listing around six, six point seven five percent. So, uh, if you look at that and what you are buying, obviously, being an older building, you would demand a higher yield. Even at a higher yield, you are still ahead of the market. And as you sit there and you wait for rental increases to happen each year, that also increases the return on that property. And if you recycle that, being if you're young and working, uh, you can work your full-time job, let the property essentially pay itself off in the next 10 years. So all that positive cash will be recycled back into that property or alternatively for another deposit for another property. But ultimately, you could have that probably actually almost paid off in 10 years' time. And then, you know, there is so much easier to go and, and borrow for construction if you wanted to borrow on that property to knock down and build uh, or like, if you want to then at the time get a DA seller. There's, there's like multiple avenues of exit for that property. But either way, you've the, the game on this is it's a long-term hold uh, and you're picking up the cash flow in the meantime. So... It is a different mindset going forward. And if you're wanting a quick flip within 12 to 24 months, this is not your deal. Uh, this is for someone who has a longer aim and wanting to build a long-term portfolio because while they have this in the background, they could be adding two, three, four, five other properties over the next 10 years as well into their portfolio that are different and varied. And yeah. I guess at the end of the day... Mm. Uh, uh, just even on the way through now, right? At the moment, there's only two out of the three tenants in there. But even with just those two, it's paying just under 6%. So it's already covering all of its costs even now. The icing is the um, the extra tenant. But And I, I know you said before it's someone who needs a higher level of risk. But, you know, I mean, if we bought a $600,000 resi property, there's very few chances that it would actually be paying for itself. So a bedroom apartment in Brisbane, probably. Well, yeah. And, you know, but it's unlikely that that would... Yeah. By the time you pay your strata and your bank and everything else, there's no way it'd cover its costs. So whilst it's a, a more risky thing in that there is probably a one chance in a thousand that, you know, something catastrophic could go wrong with it over the next 10 years, um, it's still paying for itself during that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 
So guys, if you are looking for a commercial property strategy or a community and actually someone to help work with you to build out a portfolio and to actually mentor you through this because it's not, if you're a first time newbie in the market, you can't just pick up a deal like this and expect to run it on your own. There's so many pitfalls that you could get into. So many things you could be looking at it going, I'm going to pull the deal because I have to underpin and spend a hundred grand on this property. Whereas if your long-term play is, a, is you know, 10 years and knock down and rebuild, then you're not going to be paying for that. So yeah. it's all about how you look at the deal and that's why our expert team is here to do is actually to guide you through it so you know where not to spend the money and where to spend the money and what is a deal breaker and what isn't a deal breaker uh, so that's why we're here we're here actually to support you we're a network so we've got you know Stephen here with building but myself who help you to source and find the property we've got a due diligence team we've got a sourcing team who is actually always calling uh, agents and talking to people, finding out what's on the ground, what's the current yield, what's happening on the market. And, you know, we've got inspections. So we actually always have our finger on the pulse and we can actually guide you through that, especially right now in this hot market. Because, you know, these are the strategies that are going to put you ahead of the market rather than going somewhere and buying off the shelf. And which is one of the reasons why you're part of the community and you learn from us as part of your journey as well. So, if you're interested in learning more or find out more about what we can do for you, reach out to us on a strategy session. Um, there's a link below to book in. Otherwise, uh, find out more about me at helentarrant.com or unicorn.com.au or email me at helen at commercial property cash flow. So until next time, I'll see you in the next inspection. Bye for now. Bye. And thank you, Stephen. <laughs>